on Greenville? On Design District. Uh, with the yellow submarine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always forget the name of that place. It's so good. place is amazing. I've only yeah. been there once, but I still remember. Which place? Town Hearth. Oh, Town Hearth. Although, whenever I called, they're like, welcome to Town Hearth. Mm. I'm just like, mm-hmm. Town Hearth. Like, you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Town Hearth. <laughs> Food's good enough. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, welcome, guys. I appreciate you guys uh, hopping on the pod with me. I am here with Jeremy and Josh Hall, the CEO and CFO of Hall Accounting. We are recording this from their studio here, uh, their their office here in Dallas. So I brought them on the pod just to talk a little bit about their business, what they do, and we'll touch a little bit about everything. I think the pandemic is obviously going to come up, but guys, thanks for jumping on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Yeah, thanks for having us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you guys have got a great office here. I know y'all have been in business for a couple years now. Um, in fact, I still think, uh, Jeremy, I remember that we had dinner years ago when you talked about starting this. So it's been neat to see the growth. Y'all want to get me and everybody else up to speed on how it started. Uh, Josh, you've been around for a couple years now too, but I'd love to hear when y'all you know, got folded in together, but maybe the inception of the, of the company. Yeah, yeah. So it, it all started back in uh, 2012 is when it was officially uh, formed. And then uh, it started off as just a side business uh, while I was in oil and gas accounting. And then eventually I took it full time in 2016. And from, from that time, it's been just pure growth. Uh, we brought on first part-timer maybe in 2018. Uh, Edie Murdoch, and then Josh came on in 2020. He worked with us on a few projects before then, but he came on full time in 2020 as CFO. Uh, greatly needed position, and but you yeah. guys, you guys don't focus on just oil and gas, right? Like that no. was what you were originally doing, but now you're you guys have more of a different focus. So we purely focus on small business, small small to medium sized businesses, uh, from startups to established businesses. Uh, you know, really in the revenue range of oh, just start up to maybe 10 million is what we really focus on. Yeah, because once you get you once you get over to that 10 million mark, it's it's just like hey, they probably need to bring someone on full time, and you know we can we can support it up to a certain point. Um, but you know, generally, you know, those businesses under 10 million dollars, unless they're you know, set to scale pretty heavily, would really, really need a team, um, you know, at their office where the CEO just wants someone full-time there and, to, to give tasks to. Okay. And you guys are, I guess that's great for small businesses because they get the, the brain share from you guys working with a bunch of different companies, not having to hire somebody full-time. They can bring you guys in, um, I'm assuming for a competitive price and then just being able to tap you guys for any of the other knowledge or ideas that they're bouncing off you guys yeah I, absolutely yeah we you know just we focus on just a bunch of different industries and we I, I feel like we're able to share kind of cross industry you know if, if we find efficiencies in other industries we can bring it to other clients that we work with um all, all for a fixed monthly fee so there's no surprises you know month over month is that is that pretty unique the fixed part it's i i feel like it's becoming uh, more popular, but there's still a lot of firms out there that charge hourly. Okay, like the big guy, the mm-hmm. 
in Big Four. Yeah. Is, yeah, that, is that still yeah. the case? Big Four, Big Five. Yeah, yeah it's still the yeah. Big Four. Okay. And so, so that's where I came from. So my my you know experience is dealing with you know high paying accountants that charge hourly. So you know even if you want to have a call with someone, it's going to be you know one hundred fifty two hundred dollars or just lawyers, right? So lawyers charge anywhere upwards from three hundred fifty dollars an hour to if you send an email. Well, hey, just let you know that email charge you, you know, cost you, you know, $125. So, um, you know, Jeremy implemented this fixed flat monthly rate that small businesses love because I mean, obviously all small businesses are, have a heavy emphasis on cash and, you know, Hey, what's my cash looking like, right? Like what's my bank balance looking like? So, and so they're able to know, Hey, okay. Yeah. We're paying these guys X amount every month. I just know I at least have to you know, make X amount of sales to do, to pay them. So, so clients love it. Yeah. And it kind of leaves, uh, us to create efficiencies and show our value. For sure. And it, and it forces us to scale things as a business, right? Because obviously, you know, if we're, you know, we have this rate, but if we're spending all, you know, if we're spending way too much time on a certain client, then, you know, we try to tend to focus on that client saying, Hey, how can we improve these processes to, you know, not only, you know, let our hourly workers work less or just because to grow our profits, but to, um, really just try to scale with these people. Cause that, that's the biggest thing. We have an office now on the east side of Austin um, that's been open for over a year now, and so we're able to serve clients. Um, you know, we were able to serve clients pretty much anywhere before, but now we have a pretty decent presence in Austin. You know, if you just you know Google us, if you Google accountant, if you Google pretty much you know tax, tax help, anything like that. You know, we're showing up you know pretty heavily in Austin because we do. I mean, like I've lived in Austin for you know over almost seven years now, and you know. The things that we do, there are other firms, but you know some of the bigger accounting firms won't touch things that we do. So you know we've been able to build relationships with accounting, the bigger accounting firms, not only in Austin but in Dallas as well, and refer work to each other. That's a good relationship. Going back to the kind of the types of clients that we work with, um, you know, obviously we do have a couple of oil and gas, but it, it's really kind of a, a mix. And so when people ask or like, hey, do you have a niche? Right? Like, no. You know, I know, you know, you'll read books and are like, hey, you know, we, you need to get a niche. Only focus on one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like our niche is small businesses. Our niche is, you know, small to mid-sized businesses that helping them grow and scale to help their owner, um, you know, only, you know, focus on selling, focus on what their passion is. Their passion isn't QuickBooks or Zero, right? So, I mean, you know, anywhere from professional services, digital media, e-commerce, real estate, fitness, um, medical counseling, fitness, restaurants, technology. I mean, we have, we have clients in every single one of those industries. Yeah. And, and ones that are specifically like open to adapting to the new tech to make sure that just things are as efficient as possible. You know, they may not even fall into that, those types of industries, but if they're open to kind of creating uh, some new tech for their business to make things efficient for them as well, we're open to them. And you both have your last names are obviously the same, uh, but y'all have a pretty different background when it comes to accounting, right? Uh, can you talk about, Jeremy, if you want to start, or Josh, you want to start, maybe the differences in y'all's background? Yeah, so I kind of have a weird uh, background. I actually graduated in finance um, and just was in oil and gas, uh, went back and uh, sat for the CPA and passed that, and then 
kind of shifted over to accounting uh, at that point, um, you know, especially building the business and then uh, just kind of dealing with all small businesses. But that's kind of my background, just coming from finance to accounting. Um, the part that everybody hates. Yeah. Is that can bookkeeping? I, yeah. Can we say that? Oh, yeah. And tax as well. Because yeah. like, you'll get accountants okay. that hate tax. Like I, I, you know, I, I have never even touched tax, right? Like I, I hire people to do taxes at the companies that I was, I was over. So, I mean, it's like, it, you know, there's definitely like whenever someone says, oh, you're just an accountant, like, hey, oh, are you busy during April? I'm like, well, yeah, I, I wasn't really before, but obviously like now I am, you know, Jeremy kind of, you know, is the stronghold of our tax division. So, um, you know, he's, you know, he kind of, you know, grasps all the tax knowledge and I, that's just kind of almost sometimes over my head too. So, um, so, you know, where I started was, um, you know, graduated from Abilene Christian, got my undergrad master's there in accounting. And then I went straight to PwC, which was a big four, um, stayed there for a few years and kind of Got just that was in that was in Austin. That was in too. Austin, yeah. So moved moved from Austin, uh, moved to Austin um, right after I graduated, and uh, just got kind of burnt out, and I just knew that I, that wasn't for me. So um, I got introduced to a startup down there in Austin, and kind of took over their finance department for um, a couple years, and then uh, moved actually to a different startup uh, for you know a couple years, and then you know on the side I was helping Jeremy out a bit, and then. It was it was more just like, hey, you know, let's take this thing to another level, right? We both have different experience, right? Like my experience at PwC was dealing with large public companies, public tech companies that, you know, like a Dell, like a SolarWinds, like a, you know, people that are, you know, have you know hundreds and thousands of employees, and you know, his experience was smaller business. And then whenever I went to the startup scene in Austin, I was like, wow, there's a big need for accounting and there's a big need for tax help that these startups have no clue doing. So we add, we add a good mix to each other. And, um, I think that's what makes people, you know, enjoy working with us is, you know, for some reason, I don't know it answer to a question, my brother will and vice versa. Let's talk a little bit about what it's like to work with y'all. Yeah. So we, we have kind of a defined, uh, you know, process on how we intake clients and kind of guide them through, working with us uh we we have an initial meeting to kind of find out what goals they're wanting to get and then from that we can offer advice on like what we normally see through other clients and then what we can provide to them and make sure those two paths meet uh because we we want to be providing something that they see value in uh there's no point in you know providing service to a client if they don't view it as valuable so let me let me ask this I so my job right now, I in my sales role, I'm only working with small companies. I would say under a certain kind of around the same revenue size that y'all are dealing with. Is it typically their first experience to work with an accounting firm like you guys, or did they have something that didn't work out? And is it are y'all also helping define the process for them too? Because that's what I experience is it might be their first time to purchase something like what I'm selling. And so a lot of times I kind of throw something out there, which is coming from our company. That's like, Hey, this is the process that we like to go through. We're happy to, to mix it up a little bit. But a lot of times I find that's helpful for them because their full-time job is not to conduct a search. So is that what you all try and do too? Yeah, it's, it's, it's probably a little bit of both, but uh, a majority we're kind of the first contact of an accountant for them uh, and tax wise too. 
so we're kind of able to guide them with what we've learned with other clients on how we can make their lives a little easier and be completely hands-off with their accounting and they can just rely on us to provide that service to them. Yeah. So like a lot of times, you know, we'll have business owners that have been doing their own accounting or whether it's on Excel, whether it's on Google Sheets, right? And so they don't have an accounting system or, you know, they want to set up payroll, but they've never done payroll before. So we can walk them through step by step. Hey, this is what we've seen people do in your industry. This is how you should do it. So that and, and you know, this is how much it's going to cost. This is how much time it's going to be. But, you know, the thing is, is that like, you know, we can do all that for them so they don't even have to worry about it. And people love that. And, and, you know, from a tax perspective, you know, most of these people have just gone through TurboTax, right, for years and years and years. And they now they have a business, so they get scared to do TurboTax now because, just because they have a business. And so we're walking them through the tax perspective. I even, yeah. I mean, nothing wrong with TurboTax, Josh. No, no, I mean, no. I'm not I, mean, I love Turbo. TurboTax. Tur- TurboTax is, I mean, I, I've <laughs> used TurboTax, I mean, literally up until this year, so. No, I... I think I would start to feel uneasy once I got to a certain dollar amount where I'm exactly. like, I just need eyes on this. I mean, I trust TurboTax. Like I said, I've used it, but I would start to feel a little bit uncomfortable if, unless I had someone like you guys or another pair of eyes looking at it. Uh, yeah, don't be don't be shy about opening up that uh, that beer, Jeremy. We can talk about what we're drinking here in a second. <laughs> no free ads. <laughs> uh, well, neat. So you guys walk them through the process, kind of flush out some different, I mean, potential opportunities. Jeremy, one of the things that we had talked a little bit about beforehand was y'all are within the small business community, and I know we had some uh, mutual contacts within the SBA. You guys also have relationships with other, is the right term, vendors, like other contacts where if y'all don't provide the service, y'all have relationships enough in the community that y'all are able to plug and connect with other folks, I guess other companies. Yeah, whether that's through payroll, whether that's banks, whether that's loans, um, whether, uh, I mean, like lending companies, whether that's, uh, you know, personal business insurance. Um, you know, we've been at this long enough to where, you know, whether it's in Dallas, whether it's in Austin, whether it's, you know, in, a, in another city, we, we have, you know, the contacts to be able to put someone, you know, in front of in front of a small business owner that just wants to make sure that, you know, they're running their business properly. That's that's the big that's the biggest thing they want. They're like, yeah, hey, you know, Josh, can you hook me up with the insurance guy? You know, I, I just want to make sure that you know I have all my ducks in a row here. I'm like, well, yeah, sure, we don't do it, but here's here's the best guy we know that handles all of our stuff. Yeah, so almost almost a broker. I mean, probably the wrong term, but kind of like uh, a broker for all or, kinds or facilitator. of facilitator. Thank you. Maybe. Yeah, or <laughs> for all mean, of your business solutions. Yeah, it's yeah, more, yeah. it's more like a I mean, yeah, I mean, but it's it's more like a referral because sure. like those people will then refer business back to us and so if we keep that relationship healthy, which we always do, it's a it's a great business relationship because not only does it help out our clients, but then, you know, potentially we can get some business out of it too. Yep. So. Yeah, we're the the company I work for now is starting to offer additional products and I think it just takes the relationship to another level. And I'm not saying that y'all offer multiple products, y'all are more services, but being able to keep everybody interconnected, I feel like uh, consumers, whether that's individuals or businesses, gravitate towards not a one-stop shop, but somebody they can rely on as yeah. opposed to a one-time transaction. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. absolutely. And and I think, you know, that's, you know, we kind of created this new website, that which is basically like, hey, you know, business owner, Get back to doing things that you love, right? You don't love going into QuickBooks and you know reconciling the books. You don't love handling your taxes on your own. Leave that to us so you can actually 
so you can actually, you know, run what you love, whether that's a restaurant, whether that's a, you know, graphic design company, whether that's a, you know, you have a grand idea of a new startup, right? Like do that. Let us handle everything on the back end. You want to throw out the name of the website? I, I checked it out, by the way. It looks great. Yeah. Yeah. We got our new video on there. Uh, it's www.allactco.com. Don't forget the www part yeah. either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to our friends at Good Work. They, uh, they did awesome work. Um, we, we call them great work, not good work. <laughs> but, um, you know, my, a buddy that who's actually a client of ours uh, went to school with. He he has this company and it's an awesome company and um, they do great work. Austin, so he is Dallas? actually located in Dallas. Oh yeah, well it looks great. So yeah, if you haven't checked it out, go check out the Hall Accounting website. Yeah, so that was. I mean, I, I mean, like the building of a new website kind of forces you to think about things, right? From a business perspective, like. I mean, like my brother and I actually literally had to figure out, hey, who are the clients that we're going after? Why are we going after them? What type of owner are we going after? Like what type of, uh, you know, revenue do they have? Are they, you know, are they $20 million or are they, you know, $100,000, right? I mean, like, so we really had to think about and go through that process, which is, I think, valuable in itself. I mean. So b- before you guys had the website and before you guys went through some of those, that kind of soul searching, was it all word of mouth? How were y'all able to get the word out before then? So we, we had a website, uh, and it was great, um, but we just kind of needed it to be revamped, and we were given this opportunity by good work. Um, and so, yeah, we, so we kind of grew from referrals uh, initially and then uh, started generating more traffic to the website, and then we figured out that would be a good place to invest our money in and revamp it completely. But yeah, it, it does kind of force you to think about your audience and who you want to work with. Um, and then it, it kind of forces you to add certain things like calculators to kind of get uh, your audience to input what they think uh, their rates will be. And it kind of just guides traffic to us as just, well. Just to get them an idea of kind of what's going on. Here's exactly. how we look at things. Here's how you should look at our pricing. Okay. Yeah, as long as you weren't talking about calculators here, you know, I assume that you already have those. No, <laughs> it's, it's calculators on our website. No. Yeah. And like I said, it's a, it's a great way of looking at it. I think like we talked about before, helping the consumer understand what they should at least be looking at while they're engaging with you guys is huge. You guys or myself or really anybody else who's buying or selling. I think that's a big piece of it. Yeah, because it also, I mean, like, we know the clients that we enjoy working with, and as, you know, I'm sure you do as well, and it's like, how do we go after those clients while we can still be open to the other clients, you know, the other clients that maybe um, won't be, you know, so receptive to change and won't be, you know, more receptive to technology, forward technology thinking like we are. So it, it, it did kind of force us to be like, okay, yeah, hey, these are the type of people that we like working with. These are the great clients, you know, great rate. I mean, it's just, you know, it definitely, you know, helped us with our SEO campaign campaigns that we've been dumping money into. Um, you know, it kind of kind of, kind of went hand in hand of our, you know, it's kind of our 2020 investment, really. So, so one thing I want to ask, uh, I know that this is not your first podcast to be on, although I'm, I wish it was. Uh, one of the, the, the topics that I heard uh, you talk about, Josh, was all the different services that y'all offer. 
um, and I, maybe we did we do this at the beginning, but y'all do bookkeeping. Y'all are doing. Um, I just blanked on it, but payroll processing. I also heard you talk about when a business is looking to raise capital, whether it's get sold or whether it's sell off a portion of it. That is another piece that I I wanted to hear from y'all on what that looks like because I that just seemed like an interesting topic to me. Yes, yeah. yeah. So um, so we offer you know that portion is kind of a CFO portion to where um, you know we'll help people raise money, we'll help kind of structure deals in a way to where um, you know we can put them in front of you know some people that are interested or get them connected with banks that Jeremy and I both have experience with. But we definitely you know the two other pieces of our company is accounting and taxes. Jeremy, you want to take that over? Yeah, and so those are the you know basic services that pretty much every accounting firm offers, but they're pretty standard and you need them, obviously. But uh, yeah, so we, we do accounting, taxes, payroll. Uh, we set up LLCs and do formations. Uh, we recommend tax formations once we know kind of a little bit about the type of revenue and type of net income that they are generating. Uh, so we can offer advice there. Uh, but yeah, we brought, I mean, we brought on CFO services when Josh came on and that's kind of been uh, a growth uh, of the company just with a bunch of smaller companies needing that type of role and they don't necessarily want to hire a full-time CFO. So when, um, I don't want to keep projecting my my business on here, but that's big, by the way. Because when, when I'm working with someone, an individual at a company who is looking to purchase uh, the software that I work at, what they don't have a ton of experience doing is crafting the narrative or explaining why it's important. And I don't mean they can't articulate it, but putting together like a, a board presentation. Um, so that's something that we do that I feel like is somewhat unique in our industry. And so that's big for, I, I guess, a lot of small businesses out there that, again, maybe they came from a large corporation, maybe they didn't, but that is just not a big piece of where they either want to spend their time or they can spend their time. Yeah, so like the most important, probably one of the most important, uh, probably the most popular questions I get is, hey, can I afford this? Hey, what's my cash at? Hey, what are, where's our cash at going to be in 12 months? Right, so so the so, the forecasting, yeah. Piece. So the, so the, so companies want all these cash forecasts, whether they're getting money, whether they want to get money, and it's so any sort of investments, and so they'll be required to provide anywhere from twelve, twenty four, thirty six months of forecasts, which you know are always wrong, but also, but also you know you you try to get it. I mean, you're never going to get a forecast down to the penny, right? Which is why I say they're always wrong. But you want to try to get it to where hey, you know, you have. You have optimism about the future, but you also want to make sure it's realistic too, uh, in order to get that money. So, um, you know, that's that's been a big, a big piece that has also led to accounting revenue. That's led to tax revenue, right? So, I mean, it, it, it all kind of bleeds together um, to where you know we're we're trying to you know make this thing bigger. So, yeah, and and even like for some companies, some very small companies, the most basic service is basically their CFO, just like. You know, we input all their stuff and then give them reports. Making sure they don't just go and overspend or... Yeah, like, do I yeah. have enough cash to pay payroll? Like, hey, okay. like, do I have enough... You know, we have a, um, a real estate client that um, buys and flips houses. Hey, can I pay X months, X months percentage of cash to buy this house for a down payment, right? So then, you know, I would look at the books and 
and say, oh, yeah, hey, look, if you do, you can right now, but you'll need to push off bills for another month or whatever. You may need to push off payroll. So it's not, it's definitely not, you know, all rainbows, you know, being in that position, but also the business owners appreciate it because they at least know that we have their back. Yeah. That's huge. Um, well, the times have changed, obviously. Uh, we're in 2021, but 2020 was a, a big shift. Can I just ask the question, how did that impact you guys? Did it impact the business at all? Was it all impact towards your customers? Do you guys want to talk about how the pandemic has maybe changed uh, changed y'all's business the last was it 10 months, last 10 months? We're in yeah. January, we're in January yeah. almost, a year, uh, almost a year. Yeah. Uh, so we were very popular during the pandemic just with all the COVID benefits that were released. Um, you know, there's the PPP the Paycheck Protection Program, and then the EIDL, and certain payroll tax credits and sick leave. Uh, so we were swamped at the first quarter, especially when they started releasing that and the stimulus. We had a bunch of questions being asked about it because the information just wasn't coming in very clear. Um, and then we had a few clients drop off just due to the pandemic and them not being able to, you know, just generate any income period. Yeah. Like we had a live music booking client. So this client booked art music artists, right. Uh, and based in Dallas, he would, you know, get connected with, you know, whether it's local bars, restaurants, et cetera. And his revenue was, I mean, you know, anywhere from like 40, hundred K a month and it literally went to zero. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I mean, Jeremy and I would text and be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. This guy's, this guy's absolutely leaving because like we, you know, I mean, there's no way he can, not afford us, but he can't even afford to pay himself. So, I mean, I would say like, that's kind of, that's kind of the biggest experience that, I mean, at least the most, you know, kind of I talk about is like, yeah, like these, these clients are struggling and they're still struggling by the way. So. Yeah. But it, it's nice to kind of go through that first round. Cause now we're in a second round of paycheck protection program. And so we kind of know how to approach it now. And granted it's a lot more streamlined with the people that are providing the lending of it but uh yeah now we Lend can lending through the the banks yeah okay yeah and, so... and it's essentially through the banks from the sba okay so it's it's like i think we talked about this some like the 7a loan for sba like they they offer it it's a government program but it goes it flows through the banks and so there might be some hiccups because you're working through telephone almost yeah exactly like so the sba wasn't really releasing stuff for the banks to act fast enough on the first round and then, like, we just got to the point where we can apply for forgiveness for the PPP loans that came out in March and April. We got the loans. We're still struggling. We can't pay them back. That's the forgiveness aspect that you're talking about. Yeah, so they, they're going to be 100% forgivable based on if they were used to pay for payroll and, and certain other costs. So they had to be allocated to specific costs for them to be forgivable. Yeah, so like the first round of the PPP was it was honestly a joke. I mean, like banks didn't have information, SBA didn't release it, um, and of course clients were emailing us saying, "Hey, I want to apply for the PPP. How do I get in line for PPP? Uh, please let me get in the PPP." And then you know, of course, you know it was up to the it was up to the banks. Like I think some of the smaller banks got access to it first, but then again, the smaller banks can't afford to build an online platform to accept hundreds and thousands of applications, right? So, I mean, the majority of our clients, you know, could use like a Chase or a Wells Fargo. So once those opened up, they were able to apply. But it was literally like, I, 
I was telling someone about this that it was literally like you you see a concert that you really want to go to, right? This guy has been this guy or girl has been sold out forever. So you're you're on the site refreshing to get tickets. That's how it was for the PPP loan, the round one. Literally every single application would freeze up. Um, people got denied left and right because the Los Angeles Lakers, the Panera Breads, right, were getting all of the money, quote unquote small businesses. So they they were kind of freezing the small businesses out. So it, it was a I mean, it was it was seriously a disaster. And and I remember Jeremy and I having the conversation. If a client, because we got asked this question, should I go to a small bank or should I go to a big bank to get my PPP loan? And at first I was like, yeah, just go to a small bank. You'll get in line first, which was true at first. But then now that the forgiveness time is here now, you know, kind of seeing the after effects, I was like, yeah, just go to Chase. They have the money to dump into this online application to make it smooth and, and painless as possible. So, and now that PPP round two is here, it, there's a little bit of different qualifications but um, you know, most people... like more more difficult to to get around, or just more info. Yeah, so it'll be just basically certain. So the first one, it was basically like a first come first serve. Like you could get it no matter what. the The second one, they have some revenue restrictions, which is good, just so everyone can't apply for it. Like a um, not a cap. It's basically a twenty five percent dip. <laughs> Like a twenty five percent dip quarter over quarter when comparing twenty nineteen to twenty twenty. Okay. So so if you had more revenue in twenty twenty than you did in nineteen, most likely you won't get it. So yeah. industries that killed it in twenty twenty because of the pandemic, right? Like we have a janitorial company that absolutely crushed every single expectation this year because well, I mean, people needed their buildings cleaned, you know, five times more, right? Than than normal. So like they wouldn't be eligible for it. But the restaurant that was as still doing takeout right now because of, you know, closures in the city, like they should be eligible for it. Now there's a little sticky point of, hey, what if I opened up in March? I mean, I had been planning on opening for six months to a year or two years, which we have these clients that opened in March that aren't eligible for it, that are getting no support right now. So that's that's where it gets a little sticky to where I hope they loosen the, the restrictions a little bit. Yeah, one of the things that we get told uh, the most is just our availability for clients is very high. Uh, I think we both work from our inbox, and I, I know I don't like my inbox having a single email in it uh, at the end of the day. Uh, but uh, one thing that we are interested in is not just a one-time tax filing. We love annual clients that kind of are with us year-round, and we can plan and that way there's no surprises uh, and that, at the and end that, of the year. That's because y'all are less, is the right way to put this, less transactional. Like you're not worried about doing an hour's worth of work and billing for an hour. You're just worried about making sure that they're successful and that you're a valuable resource for them so yeah. that they stick around long. I mean, oh, I don't yeah. know what else yeah. client retention rate is. Yeah, exactly. But, and like I, we still have my very first client that I ever got. Um, and it's just, it, we. I think we both get excited about how we see our clients grow and that we're able to kind of grow with them based on their needs. And as long as they see value in us, I think we're happy. Yeah. And like, I literally had lunch with someone yesterday that was like, yeah, so I, I called my old accounting firm CPA and I just had a phone call and then I got a bill later in the mail for $500, right? Like you don't, you guys don't do that, right? I'm like, no. So like what we do for 
know, most people just want to have the ability to send off an email or to, or to, you know, pick up the phone and call if they just have one random question about tax related, something accounting related, something, you know, maybe they're getting a 1099. They've never gotten one of those before, right? Some, some people have, you know, we just want the ability to ask someone a question. And so what we do is we just, I mean, we just do, you know, some small retainer fee, you know, a month. And it's, I mean, talking like, it's not that, it's not that much, but the, but people like the comfort of having, you know, that by their side. So where they can just call anytime they want, you know, some months they may, you know, three, four months in a row, you know, most likely they don't, they don't even reach out to us, but there's going to be a couple months where, you know, two or three things pop up to where like, okay, yeah, like a little more work, but it's also like, it's fine. We, we enjoy those relationships more. That's big. That's a... I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say this and sound cheesy, but the 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 long term outlook is I think what everybody is what everybody gravitates towards. Again, the 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 company that I work for now, we we've had that vision and we have that vision of of doing what's right for our customers and not necessarily playing the I mean, nobody says that they play the gotcha game, but a lot of times if you get a bill, it's like, Hey, great, I gotta I can bill you for five hundred bucks because of an email or whatever. I think a lot of times people are done with that. Yeah, and so and so we know, especially from a tax perspective, people don't want to move their taxes. So like people don't. I mean, like I've you know, even just you know doing company taxes, right? Like it's it's a pain to move anything accounting or tax related. So like sure we know that, but also we do want to make sure that we provide the value that those people are paying for every year, whether it's whether it's on a monthly basis, quarterly basis, or annual basis. Yeah, and, and I think our clients kind of find the value where I know that we can literally pay for ourselves in tax savings or just providing some clarity month month over month with you know our accounting services uh, i i know for a fact we pay for ourselves so that's why like i mean even during covid right like even when companies were literally making no money like they kept us because you know they saw some sort of value and they and literally it was only because they wanted to ask questions whether it's about the ppp whether it's about EIDL loan, whether it's about any other SBA loans that they could have, or like, are they a restaurant? Are they a yoga studio? Like, can they get something because of that? Right. So people, even when they're making no money, kept us on just because they see value. And, you know, obviously it's, you know, we're providing the monthly reports or we're, you know, we're filing their sales tax. We're you know doing those things, but I think it's a little bit more than that. I think people love the ability to just shoot off an email and, you know, my brother and I are maybe a little too responsive, quick to respond, but, um, <laughs> It's, uh, but that's just, you know, it's just kind of part of it. And that's kind of, that's our passion. So we love to do it. Amazing. Well, fellas, you got anything else? Anything else that we should, uh, we should cover? What's the best way to get in contact with you both? Or yeah. who do they contact? They contact the CEO or the CFO. <laughs> the, either. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Either one. We're, we're available to help. Uh, check out our website though. Uh, it's it's nice and redone. Beautiful videos. Great. I love yeah. the videos. You know, the video shaking hands. Fun. Yeah, yeah. The video is fun. We we, got... we quarantined three weeks for that yeah. video. No, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't. Uh, I can take that out. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see any masks being worn, so <laughs> I assumed it was filmed in 2019. You just, you yeah, saw my exactly. Brother, you just saw my brother's beard. That's what yeah. it is. Everyone's right. like, hey, oh yeah, your brother has a big, pretty big beard. I'm like, yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and I keep getting. Uh, some comments about my high fives yeah, with yeah, the yeah with about the ha- about yeah. halfway through the uh, about halfway through uh the 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 video my brother does a high five that uh that the our producer made him do yeah. so it, it, 
it, it was fun. It was fun. So yeah. go to the website. They can get a hold of you guys there. Um, man, you'll have something special. So again, I appreciate y'all making the time. I know your emails are piling up, but uh, I enjoyed it, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks for having us on. Really appreciate it.